1: So mad at all those YouTubers that get super famous, then start a podcast, and they're like, What are we talking about? Hey, anybody got topics? And they just get. And then just get a ton. And they get like a curated list because the, the best tweets rise to the top because people favored them and they don't even got to look through it, you know?
2: Right. You heard the new Lil Yachty song? Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that's reached the end of the line. It's your boy Ethan.
1: I'm Patrick. Dude, you we're ever fine. seen
2: that? You ever seen that Shel Silverstein book, Where the Sidewalk Ends? Yes, I have seen it. And there, there's that little kid that's like dangling precipitously mm. off the edge of the sidewalk, and they're like, "Whoa!" Best way to dangle, in my opinion. That's us right now. But instead of it's a sidewalk, it's it's our content train. Going back years and years and years, the very beginning of the sidewalk, it's like who's your favorite saint, all the way up to, you know, let's talk about the synod on synodality, and now we're dangling and we've done it all. There's nothing left. If
1: the synod on synodality is so good, how come it has the word sin in it twice? Ooh, broke the case wide open, huh?
2: If the synod, if the Vatican Vatican II is so great, how come they didn't make Vatican II too? That's what I'm wondering.
1: I my Instagram got suspended just now. Yeah, well, I mean not just now, but Is it
2: Patrick Nevy I, I, I or the Crunch Podcast?
1: Well, no, Crunch the Patrick Podcast. Nevy my my personal Instagram account, which had accumulated 1000 followers over the course of
2: uh, a bigger and, number better person. and
1: cataloged my journey from a cringe posting high schooler <laughs> all the way to a cringe posting adult has, yes. has uh has finally been banned. Um Why was it bad? I don't know. So I logged on to my Instagram account uh, about a a month ago, and it said, we suspended your account on today. You have 30 days to dispute. And I clicked the button dispute, and my account was back. And I was like, wow. Oh. Quit that was heck? not very involved at all. So I logged in today, and to my surprise, there it was again. It said your account has been suspended, and I. Oh, what are you posting? I don't. I don't know, but I. They they made me click the button again, and it said send this confirmation number to your email and then to my phone, and then they made me. They made me take a picture of myself, <laughs> holding. <laughs> my name, yeah. my username and the confirmation code and submit wow. it and so they're going to manually review that I'm a person. So Can you
2: send me that photo so I can hang it up on my It
1: was like I was like I was trying to both convey, "Hi, I'm a normal person. Please let me keep my Instagram account." And at the same time, I am so mad that you're making me do this. I was so upset. Yes. And you kind of furrow your brow a was little like, bit. Mm. Ang- right, right, right. Angry angry, So anyway, angry, I made a backup account. I made a backup yeah. account. Follow me at catholic.pat on Instagram because Catholic Hold Pat on. is taken. So I'm just a goose egg right now, so there's nothing I made it. Catholic dot pat. So follow me okay. catholic.pat on Instagram. Follow. Either that I mean you, either you that one either that or we just don't have an Instagram presence outside of the crunch.
2: Which I think is fine. I think that's I fine. Think- I think what is Instagram? Everybody's saying it's the death of Instagram. People are saying this. People that, say
1: that it, about every popular social media. It's not going to die. There's too many people who use it.
2: Yes, but it will. It is the death of it. Oh, that's what you don't get.
1: What's the death of it exactly?
2: Well, people. People thought that Europe was always going to be going, and you got the plague, and you got the wars. <laughs> do
1: they have Europe? Nothing now? happened in between no. those two things. <laughs> Monic plague, World War Two. Nothing happened in yeah. between.
2: I was talking about World War I The bubonic plague two. was the real
1: World War I, let's be honest.
2: World War I and II, despite what you may think, do kind of come as a package deal. Yes. It is not just World War II. Someone is calling me on my Google voice number. What? Hold on. <laughs> you sounded like my grandma just said. <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? Why, do they, why do they call you on? How old are you now? I have a Google Voice phone number for my work oh. and if I have it up on my computer cuz sometimes you can text from your computer. Sure. I thought you meant and I if thought someone you meant calls me I, then it calls the computer.
1: I thought you meant that someone was calling you on your Crunch phone.
2: I we do need we need a Crunch phone, we need a Crunch car. <laughs> we, a Crunch mobile? Yeah, we a Crunch everything. The commissioner's crunch calling.
1: <laughs> catching yes. catching foxes is robbing the local First National Bank of Gotham City. Oh. They gotta call us on the Crunch phone so we can stop mm-hmm. catching foxes from robbing. There's a big little
2: There's a big cereal bowl in the sky. It's just this and in
1: the that's sky. that's our signal <laughs> to fire up
2: to fire up our live stream. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll take them down
1: yeah. live from
2: Twitch.tv/slash TheCrunchPodcast. Let's
1: go. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with us not having a, an Instagram presence outside of the podcast. Well, Instagram is dying. That's not that's what true. people are saying.
2: Let me get back to that. We were talking about Europe for a second, which I do want to get back to. Yeah, sorry. But, um, because I'm reading this book, I'll tell you
1: about (laughs) it. That's right. You wanted to tell me about this book. We're like, we're like, you, before the podcast, is like, I don't have anything to talk about. When we start the podcast, you're like, hold on, let's get back to that other tangent. Because I have to get to this third tangent before we get back to the original thing that we wanted to talk about. We just gotta start podcast. the episode. We never need to like plan. We always sit here for an hour farting. Just
2: like <laughs> But I need but I need that time for the I need that time for the Miller Light to hit my system <laughs> to dull my I need nervous. to go home to my wife and child. <laughs> you, it's th- 4 p.m. We have work. We're not going home. We have
1: work tonight. We get we're on this show. I know show. we have
2: I know we have work tonight, but sometimes you got to you got to wrestle the pigs to bring home the bacon, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Hold on. I'm writing that one down.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, Instagram is dying. Okay. Because it's turned into, have you ever used it on the mobile app? No, it's, there's no, uh, it's not like Twitter where you can switch your feed back to normal. It's only recommended posts now. Oh, really? It's just all TikTok videos and reels. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see, I can see why people would find that frustrating. Um,
2: Explain yeah. to me explain to me be real because I've seen a lot of people making be real accounts and then talking about be real on yeah, other social so media. But I don't know what it means.
1: It's fun. What I mean mentioned it is. on the podcast a couple weeks ago. My my middle school teens showed me it because all of a sudden they were like, Oh, the be real is is now. Everyone get in the be real. And be real is a social media where you can only post once a day. And is it meant to be like a play
2: on like be real, like from a movie, like this is the B footage? No,
1: it's that, like, like, it's like, it's an imperative sentence. It's be real. Like, don't be fake. Be like real. Like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, hey, what's the deal hey, with all these being real? I'm falling in love with a human woman. <laughs>
2: The end of this movie is going to be very litigious. For some reason, the bees are going to court. In the middle of George. the day, she took
1: out her phone because there was a be real, Jerry. A be real? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is.
2: We were talking about be real, it's and a social media uh, app, and Jerry Seinfeld. And if Jerry Seinfeld is not on be real, then I don't want to be on it. I've decided.
1: So it it, it takes a picture of you, and then whatever is in front of you. So you take a picture so of you and yourself. So
2: it's like Casey Neistat's beam. What? Did you ever use Beam by Casey Neistat? No, back in 2015. Oh wow. Let me get, let me get, let me give you a little education, young boy. Okay. Sit sit right here on my lap, and let me put this I Heart Hot Youth Pastor sticker on oh, your laptop. Oh <laughs> uh, But back in 2015, the reason that Casey Neistat was big in the vlogging space uh-huh. is because he had a tech company that he had to promote. And they had no way to promote it. And he was like, I can make videos. And so he made videos every day. Oh, wow. And that's what he did. Right. And people don't understand this. They thought he was just vlogging because it was fun. It's like, man, Casey's so great. At no, he did that so he could get a $25 million buyout of his company from CNN. That's what he did is he did great at it, by the way. Um, but he made, these, he made this app that was supposed to be a competitor to Snapchat, mm-hmm. but it did not have nearly the functionality or user base that Snapchat had. But it would only take pictures if you put it up against your like your body so mm. you could put it like up against your chin or your chest or kind of hold over it with your hand the goal was for you not to be looking at the screen but just to be like capturing the moment in front of you god gotcha. and then it would just post whatever was recorded couldn't and then it watch just other people's black your things. screen
1: out while you took the picture i don't
2: know what the goal was okay. i don't know what i don't know but but he built like a whole team around it and uh and it failed obviously yeah so uh, well, but it seems kind of similar to what they tried to do, but maybe better executed.
1: Sure, it's going to fail though because it's not monetizable. Right. So that's the that's issue. That's a problem.
2: If people aren't looking at their screen for hours and hours and hours, how are advertisers supposed to put their ads in front of your eyeballs?
1: It's not monetizable. Sorry guys.
2: Dang. I mean, like We should we should make an app that's monetizable. That's literally like the person who stays on this app the longest will get a million dollars and then it's just a bunch of ads. It's a Mr.
1: Beast video. (laughs) It's a Mr. Beast video. (laughs) The person they they did that.
2: They really did you hear about this? They made an app that was like last person to take your finger off the button wins, you know, hundred thousand dollars or something. Oh wow, that's funny. An app and a button and you just had to hold your finger on it for hours. Mm -hmm. So He's already done it. Everything that we think of has already it has been, already done. been, it been people, done by Mr. Beast. People, people smarter than us or more addicted to the internet than us.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'd be fun if we didn't have like a personal social media presence and we just did the Crunch. Like I, I like I made that YouTube video a couple of years ago that was like, you know, it was a reaction to that Father Altman video, yeah, and I put yeah, it on my personal. But I probably should have just put that on the Crunch, you know, and just bit like just stuff. But the Crunch,
2: but the Crunch is us.
1: Yeah that's true but like it's both. so Patrick's
2: like secretly trying to figure out how to divorce me in the background.
1: no this right is now. the opposite <laughs> yeah, i'm trying yeah, to not it's, go it's solo. totally totally both of us <laughs> right
2: <laughs> i need you to sign this document real quick but, but it's uh, like
1: it's like it's both of us so it's like you know you put the thing on the but like a uh-huh. thing that i do i put it on the crunch and then you do something you put it on the crunch so like we have we have we have we have to, we have to do half the work and we get you know the 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 nope, none of the credit none of the credit
2: uh well, I, for something like that, if you want to do something creative, I don't particularly care to do a commentary on Father James Ultimate. Yeah. But you do. Yeah. So I feel like if it's not if it's not cooperative.
1: Mm, then I should put it on my thing. You know what I mean? Sure. But, like, I don't know. I don't want to worry about my YouTube channel and The Crunch's YouTube channel.
2: I but I do want to worry about both. Okay. Is the thing. Okay. Well, if we make, I don't know. Well, you don't have to have one. If you don't want one that's fair i have I have all these ideas, and I just need somewhere to put them.
1: no, that's true. I get it well, I mean there's a lot of peop there's a lot of like collaborative YouTube channels that do like solo channels if one person's a solo channel the other person doesn't right there's there's if you if you if you don't want to put stuff on the crunch YouTube channel, you don't have to I guess that's what okay. I'm saying <laughs>
2: thank goodness so now that you're free from the shackles of Mark Zuckerberg and his demonic instagram account uh-huh what uh what are you gonna do with all that extra free time?
1: I, d- I barely use Instagram. my My Instagram. This might actually be why I got suspended. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it up on Twitter as if I got canceled on Instagram. I'm gonna yeah, like,
2: that's a, this is a good way. You should leverage this. Get us on Pints with Aquinas because Matt Fred will eat that up. Yeah, no,
1: I actually I might actually do that. It'd be lying, good but idea. I would do it. I'd be like, no, 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 no <laughs> it's not lying. I'd be like, hey, Instagram permanently banned me. Can I come on the show and talk about it? <laughs> I'll just, have, I'll just have I'll just have like I'll just have like printouts of my of my posts be like, I posted about Roe v. See Wade this? two years ago and this is why yeah, they yeah, got yeah, me. Yeah.
2: Just say like Matt, I think the demonic left took down my account. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's maybe an attack on the family going on, or maybe like we need to reclaim our masculinity or something. Something about returning? Do you think, is there like maybe a way that we could like sit down and talk about this for a couple of hours? No,
1: what I should tell him is, hey, Ethan and I have a lot of opinions about how crappy Catholic media is. You want me to come on your show and talk about that?
2: Yes. And also fly your boy, young piss, Ethan Paul out there. Just come uh, to
1: Steubenville. Like just come, just come come to Pittsburgh.
2: I'm thinking about doing it. If I didn't have a baby that was due in six weeks, man. Who knows where I'd be, but I'm glad that I'm here.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're here too.
2: Yeah. Uh so you you weren't on Instagram very much, so it's really not that big. No, I I
1: was, uh, well, what I was uh, using I was using it to just it was like posting uh so the uh, the app that I use for Twitter, it takes your best tweets and it turns them into an image and posts them on Instagram. And that's basically nice. what my Instagram was. Using. But you know what's crazy? I I got like 20 followers from doing that. <laughs> That's crazy. That was weird. <laughs> people just liked the pictures of my tweets. They were like, nice, good stuff. And Instagram was showing them to people because people were reading them.
2: This is the death of Instagram. This is what people are talking about is just people like you who are like, I get so many more followers if I just don't do
1: anything. Yeah, I just let it <laughs> sit and I just let it run.
2: Me, on the other hand, I like make one tweet every three days. And I'm like, why am I not rocketing <laughs> to the top of this <laughs> Well, like to the, the top of this application,
1: I, I, I liked I liked that I was doing the, the daily real thing on the crunch Instagram for a while, but it was just so much work for like there's a lot no of no output. It felt like. Yeah. And like yes, you don't get anything for and it. and I know I know that if I did it, it there, it's growth hacking is real. Like algorithms are just numbers. And so you can figure out a way to boost the algorithm. But you do have to do it in a way that's true to you know what you the message you want to spread and like that's the hard part.
2: Yeah, that's tough. the
1: hard part is like figuring out the intersection between integrity and virality because it's, it's a it's a it's a mathematical equation. It's obviously not luck. It's just hmm. mathematics.
2: Are you being sarcastic? No, it is luck. No, it's you not. Dolt? It's yes, it is. The,
1: the algorithm scans your content, figures out what it's about and shows it to people.
2: But there are people that don't know anything about the algorithm that will post something that get lucky. Yes. And they go get viral.
1: lucky because they, they didn't know what the algorithm was and they quote unquote get lucky. But like, it's, not, it's not luck.
2: There is still luck in people posting the right thing at the right time unbeknownst to them.
1: Right, The right thing at the right time... By whose standards? The it's mathematical, mathematical equation.
2: If if we're if we're okay. viewing life I, I only guess, through the I lens guess I of the need algorithm to, I guess and guess not I through need the to. lens of being a human being, I didn't know Mister Computer Pants over there was. It it was I just, guess. A, oh, can I you see right now I just <laughs> zeros and ones coming through your computer screen? Come on.
1: <laughs> this is the man who tweeted all I see are dollar signs.
2: Ooh, scary! Look at me! I'm a, I'm a, I'm Bitcoin! Okay, listen to what I'm trying to say,
1: and you'll understand what I mean. Put me in your crypto wallet. Individual people get lucky, but it's not luck that makes their content go viral.
2: (laughs) Okay, sure. Yes. So, like, I posted
1: a random thing that I felt was random. Luckily, it was something the algorithm favored. But you can explain why the algorithm favored that thing. Sure. So, like, you can figure out what goes viral and then just do it.
2: Yes, it's 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 similar to saying that like a bunch of ants are walking around and luckily one of them does not get stepped on, even though the child very clearly to chose chose to stomp on those particular ants, but leave that one alive. Yes, it's like that is lucky for that ant. But it's not. But it was a rational decision. (laughs) Yeah, it's not luck in the true sense of things being totally random.
1: Yeah, so it's Uh, it's not there. There is no there is no randomness. It's always you know explained by you know okay so there were there were boobs in the video, mm -hmm. bright colors, and his dad was a rich real estate agent. (laughs) You know, there's always reasons. Who
2: are we talking about now? Who's this? No,
1: this is randomness.
2: Oh, random things. You know i just i I don't want you to be too techno sympathetic,
1: oh no, it's not sympathy at all. it's uh it
2: feels to me like you're defending the computers.
1: no, I'm not defending the computers. I'm just saying you can figure out how they work and then you can mm, you can no. you can get big on a social media platform using how they work, but you not you can't always do that while maintaining your integrity.
2: Something that I've noticed we don't really call things like we used to be. Like the internet used to be called like the cyberspace, you know? Like we used to have cool names. Yeah,
1: for stuff. like the Wild West.
2: No. You know what kind happened of. to the
1: Wild West, Ethan? It got bought, it got monetized, and that's what happened to the internet.
2: <laughs> I, but I don't think they called it the Wild West before. <laughs> they were making movies about it you know i don't think i don't think old cow pokes mcgee left the homestead to try to join the gold rush and he's like ma i'm leaving she's like where you going and he's like the wild west you know like he didn't say that
1: yeah, i'm sure someone said it as shakespeare once said ouch
2: the difference is is that when kids used to log onto the internet they'd be like mom i'm gonna i'm gonna hack into the cyberspace you know what I mean? Did they really gonna, say that? I'm gonna go do a cyber attack on a major governmental organization. <laughs> like these are the types of things that people used to say. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna travel the I'm gonna I'm gonna get connected in the world wide web. But now we just say I was online. I was on the internet. That's so boring.
1: What What's the a, point you're trying to make?
2: I just I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like you know what. what? <laughs> you know what our you know what society you know does. What society needs we need
2: to we need to have cool names for the internet again, I think that's I think that is a big reason why we're all struggling so bad.
1: The <laughs> information superhighway that's the one. The information superhighway that's highway. the best one.
2: I want to feel like when I'm connecting to my email that I'm actually hopping into a a race car that is driving me <laughs> on a on a rainbow road esque track from where I'm sitting to a big room full of mail. That's what I want. <laughs> to happen to me
1: I want to just I want to dive into like a pool of letters
2: computers used to talk to us used to log in and you'd be like you've got mail and I'd be like
1: yes awesome I'm gonna put my what are you doing hey Siri say computers still talk to us it's on airplane
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right again In my bio that I submitted to that thing that we're going to announce soon, Mm -hmm. um, is that that your phone or is that something else? That's a person. Oh, okay. See, I can't tell the difference anymore. It's crazy. But uh, in my bio, at the very end, I said... Uh, Ethan now resides in Oklahoma City, working full time as a commercial real estate agent and part time as a podcaster and tastemaker.
1: Tastemaker? I had to Google what tastemaker <laughs> was. I was so pissed. I was like, I can't believe he said that about himself. But I guess you could put anything you want in your bio. It's my bio. You just put whatever you want in your bio. I was Did like, you see that? I was like, dang it, I have to start with something good. I'm going to end with like, lives in Pittsburgh, is a youth minister. A yeah. part-time podcaster and tastemaker, tastemaker, a like man about town, a man about a, a socialite, if you will.
2: Emma yes. was like, "What is a tastemaker?" I was like, "It's kind of like an influencer." She's like, "Oh," and she rolled her eyes.
1: No, that's great. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that.
2: <laughs> I almost said fashionista, but I didn't want them to to make any overgeneralizations about the type of person that I am. No, tastemaker,
1: tastemaker. Did you Google synonyms for influencer?
2: No, I just, I just know that you word. You
1: just had that word in your back pocket. <laughs> of course. You used a word what, that I had to Google. When people
2: ask me what I do, and they're like, oh, Ethan, can you hang out on Thursday? I'm like, no. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm taste making. I'm busy. I have a Twitch stream. You probably don't know what that is. <laughs> Let me tell you. Sit down. And then I instruct them. I the love
1: ways. Not only do I love the idea of you describing yourself this way, I also love the idea of you actually being the person that people get their taste in stuff from. I might be. I don't know if you are. You have kind of a ten an antagonistic relationship with many people. Like who? Come on. Name one. <laughs> We're going on a show tonight.
2: <laughs> are you talking about our audience? That's true. But I'm not going to be antagonistic to their face. No,
1: of course not, you little wimp. <laughs>
2: you told me that I had to be good... On the show, so that it's promoted our our program.
1: No, I said you had to be good on the show because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun show. I don't understand. Let's
2: get back to you saying that I'm antagonistic.
1: <laughs> In order for me to prove that I'm not antagonistic, I'm gonna well, fight you. What do you, you mean?
2: What are you saying?
1: So, I, okay, feel like so
2: I'm, I feel like I'm pretty amenable. Amenable? 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 You've only ever read the word.
1: I get that. Uh, no, you can say it, amenable, brother. Can you? yes sorry now i'm being antagonistic yes you Uh, are no your whole brand on twitter for a while was being antagonistic
2: yeah that's true but not but not on twitter but in real life am i that way no exactly
1: in real life you're a (laughs) tastemaker i think i think a lot of my my current sense of humor has been heavily influenced by you really yeah oh yeah okay so i've made some tastes. yes you've made some tastes yeah it's a little garlicky sometimes, but you've made some tastes.
2: Yes, I do think big fan You have in, influenced my thought more so than you've influenced my like <laughs> s- my my maybe speech patterns sure. or uh, senses of humor, the types of jokes that I like. And so you, I feel like you're a, you're a tastemaker, but in a more refined way.
1: I'm like I'm like I'm a, I'm a thought influencer.
2: I'm a thought yeah.
1: leader. I'm like Patrick Coffin. People used to just call
2: Twitter. those philosophers.
1: Oh yeah
2: this is gonna be the first podcast people listen to after we're on that show and we're gonna oh like, shoot yeah right be bad. now i got your attention it's a
1: bad show it's a bad like
2: all, a- all i gotta do to get patrick to to tighten it up is just tell him like hey people are gonna listen to this and he's like oh,
1: <laughs> frick, <you're laughs> oh right. shoot oh no <laughs> Oh
2: no <laughs> it's okay i can edit it and make anything good
1: yeah no that's, that's great you thing. can you can polish any turd you polish my turds all the time Hmm. that's a that's a phrase in the industry that we use
2: hey thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I was. Re- I've been. Re- I've been re-reading. I got a topic. We can talk about this. Yeah. A book that. You I wanted to
0: reading. tell me about the book you were reading.
2: So I've been rereading this book, and uh, it's not the book that I was going to tell you about the other day. Oh, it was, it's this is a different book.
1: Oh, this is fresh content for me. Mm-hmm. I love when I get fresh content.
2: It's like really warm in this room, so I'm kind of starting to get a little sweaty, a little
1: hot. A little <laughs> I was sleepy. at. I was at. I was at mass one time. Uh huh. <laughs> I was at a big. I was at a big mass. It was fight, It was like. I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story. It was funny. Oh, yeah. It was funny. So tell, a priest tell, friend tell. of mine, and listeners will understand who it is, so I'm not going to go into detail. But a priest friend of mine, I was at this big mass for our, for our church, and mm-hmm. I was sitting next to his mom. And <laughs> he he just lets out this huge yawn on the altar. He's like kind of celebrating. So he's like on the uh-huh. side. And she leans over to me. And she, goes, she goes, he yawns when he gets hot. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for letting me know. She was just, like, concerned. She's like, oh, no, he's overheating. He's too warm. I should have. I brought a little pocket fan for him, but I left it in the car because I didn't think it would be respectful to
2: come up on the altar. He told me not to do that
1: anymore. This is priest's I mom's know. crew. I, <laughs> <know>. I told him We're going to steal them. You
2: did not bring the little fan that I told you to bring. That's funny. That's me. I'm gonna, actually going to go turn on the AC right now so I don't fall apart. Oh really? I'm sweating. But okay. uh, but then I'm going to tell. I'm going to leave you in in distress for suspense. <laughs> and and then, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you the thing. I'm
1: going to leave you in distress. All right, cool. I'm going to leave you in suspense, brother. Distress, brother.
2: Steamy, weamy in here.
1: And then I said more like the lamestream media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other day, Emma was drinking tart cherry juice, Uh-huh. and I. And I, she got it out and she's drinking. Everyone in Ireland, there.
1: don't listen to this story. Why? That tart is a bad word in Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Oops. I was listening. I was getting a drink of water at the sink. And I was just sitting there filling up my cup and I was drinking and she was drinking her cup. We're both in there silent for like 15 seconds, just kind of doing our own thing. Normal, yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of go. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, it's not important. It, it, this happens a lot. Uh, and she's like, no, tell me. It's okay. It's I want to hear about it. I care about what you're thinking. And uh-huh. I was like, fart cherry juice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, how did she respond?
2: She just went, oh.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh your next time, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then the next day, we were at dinner, just sitting down. And I was kind of staring at the table. She's like, what are you thinking about? And I was like just thinking about how many people there are that watch shark week every single year and like know when it comes about mm-hmm. because like i know that it happens every year but like if you ask me which month it happened i wouldn't be able to tell you but like i know that it happens so i was just thinking about if there are people out there who are like big fans of shark week then i was also thinking like at a certain point shouldn't they run out of shark week content like there's obviously a lot of stuff out there about sharks what <laughs> have we yet to discover about them that we have not already discovered on the discovery channel and she was like Never mind.
1: <laughs> Sometimes my wife will be like, what are you thinking about? And I say nothing, but mm-hmm. she knows that that's not true because I'm always thinking about something. And really just the answer is something embarrassing that I did when I was in middle school. It's just, yes, sorry. <laughs> For me, it's,
2: it's usually something crazy. It's just like, yeah, I was thinking about this episode of Codename Kittens next door where they all got <laughs> stuck inside of like a giant woman made out of cat food or whatever. Really? You know, it's just like something like that There was a giant
1: woman this is why i didn't watch cartoon network
2: i was not cartoon network slapped dude it was great
1: i was like man they only got cartoons on this network
2: (laughs) you're telling me a cartoon made this network (laughs) all right i feel a little cooler i'm not sweating as much i still got some pit stains
1: you can see here i can i'm sweating yeah in one and two and it's wh- for our crunch, our crunch uh, workout video, exercise at, at
2: Seek. thing that we're doing. So I've been reading this book. It's by Michael D. O'Brien. You might have heard of him. I have from, heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: what do you call? Why'd you laugh? Because it's just fun. It's just a classic. Like talking about Michael D. O'Brien on the pod.
2: Yeah, but it's different because it's not one of his famous books.
1: Ooh, it's Ooh, a Landscape of Dragons. Like.
2: Ooh, no, it's Disappears it's new. Of, oh, it's new. Yeah, it's his newest book. It uh-huh. came out last year. It's called The Sabbatical. Have you heard of this? No. All right. I've read it once uh, and I just saw it on the shelf the other day and I was using it to prop up our projector to watch the Great British Baking Show and I kept getting it out because it's the perfect size to put the <laughs> projection on the wall. And I kept looking at it and I was like, eh, I should reread this. I should reread it. So I've been rereading it. First of all, even Michael O'Brien's week books that he writes are still pretty good and they're not like super well written and they're not always the most compelling, but they're always like...
1: Good point. I feel
2: like they're very – no, well, they're just very easy to read. Sure. It just is very – and he has a writing style that kind of makes you feel sort of comfortable with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he does have some uh, writing tics that he goes back to a little too often. And the way that he describes things is like – especially when he describes things that are very adventurous because a lot of his books are really just him – it's just himself in the story. You know, all authors do this. Sure,
1: yeah, they self-insert. This is
2: why every single one of his books is about a guy who's very comfortable in a place, who gets invited to leave that place. And it's usually an older gentleman who runs into something very European in nature yeah. and is trying to figure out how to deal with it. And there's usually dark forces, you know, uh, impending. It's why,
1: it's why John Green always writes about like a nerdy, skinny guy. He's he post- He posted about that on Twitter the other day. He was like say like them he's like a lot one there's one critique of my work that I can't stand and it's the manic pixie dream girl critique that he writes manic pixie dream girls and I think he's right that that's a that's a stupid critique cuz it's it's very normal it's like people point out tropes and then they're like i found it everywhere that's a Mary sue that's a pollyanna that's a blah 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 you know yeah um so yes he's right but what he did say was every other critique is is valid and i was like oh so my critique that you write uh, you write books about teenage boys um that are basically you having sex with teenage girls is probably a bad thing to do as an adult man. Um good. Did you know that yes. never mind. Go on.
2: Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell the me, tell me. The Fallen Our Stars tell is one of
1: the best selling books of all time.
2: That's crazy. I did it's, not
1: know that. It has sold the same amount of copies as the seven habits of highly effective people. <laughs> wow.
2: That's crazy. Stephen Covey rolling over in his grave it's right nuts. now. Is he alive?
1: Yes. No. <laughs> Okay. He's dead. Anyway,
2: I don't think it's bad for someone to have a weak writing style. Um, I think as long as you enjoy reading it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, so uh, I like Michael O'Brien. I think he's so well formed that the the in, the ideas and the concepts that he puts in his works kind of balance out the fact that sometimes writing be a bit weak. Anyway, doesn't really matter. I've been reading this book, and. Um, there's something about it. So this book is essentially about a man who's a professor at Oxford, and he is a historian. And really, it seems like this book was Michael O'Brien read a whole bunch of stuff about Romania mm-hmm. and then was like, got to make a book about Romania now because it's just all set in Romania. It has to do with Romanian history. It has to do with counts and I love the, that. the Habsburgs and the whole everything, right? And so it's just kind of funny because he just throws out these random like, <laughs> like a fact – like a teenage boy will say like, yeah, when my great grandmother's property was seized by the secret police of this particular communist ruler of Romania, Uh (laughs) and then they had to fight after world war II to get it back. And I'm like, Hmm, seems like you read a book, Michael, um, about this secret service taking property from people.
1: That's anyway, uh, that's something that I would do. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: But it's, it's been sort of like a, Balm to my soul. Oh, good. In some senses, because, I, I, and I don't really know how to describe it, mm-hmm. but the the story is about a man who is being attacked by forces unknown. Mm-hmm. Him and his family, and he's a good, holy Catholic man who's descended from like the royal line, like the Austrian-Hungarian Empire, uh, sort of inheritor of the Holy Roman empire type deal, mm-hmm. but his lineage has disappeared because after all the world wars and everything, it all kind of fell apart. You know, there's not really the, tr- the, the council of Versailles made it so that you were really no longer allowed to be aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, according to my understanding, I don't really know anything about history, the treaty of but Versailles, the council of the treaty of Vatican two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. And so he's, gone into hiding and he gets all these intellectuals together and essentially they have a conference and then they all leave. And that's really the plot of this 400 page book oh, is wow. it's just, it's just a gathering of intellectuals for a conference. And then the guy comes back later to like edit papers from that conference. Oh fun. Okay. And it's like, wow, this really is just your idea of a good time. Michael. <laughs> but it's so nice because he's having all these conversations just about the rise of in the fall of Europe. And all of the things that are happening. And for whatever reason, just reading about this old man character and reading about his wife and they're very old and they go to bed early and they kind of putter around the house (laughs) and he reads books and he's really into history and he's kind of this disheveled, absent-minded professor who wears a tweed jacket. It's very stereotypical, but something about it has made me feel a lot more like myself. Mm. Which is very odd. This is very strange. And I've read more than the first chapter. I've read this book already once. I'm rereading it. I'm like halfway through after picking it up a couple days ago. Um, And it, it feels like I've been slingshotted from kind of being not Ethan to being Ethan. And I don't really know how to describe this sensation. And I was wondering it's just kind of this, and I don't know if it's like the intellectual stimulation. I don't know if it's just like the book. I don't know if it's bringing me back to the last time that I read this book, mm-hmm. but I'm just wondering like what it is about fiction and literature that can have such an effect on a person's soul. Like nothing has really changed in my life, but I like prayed longer this morning than I've prayed in a couple of months, you know? Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't super long. And I still have been kind of falling into bad habits and stuff throughout the day, um, but I don't know. I feel like I'm 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 lighter, but I but I'm not connected with this person at all. Like I don't really care about the story. I've just been reading it, mm-hmm. but nothing else has changed in my life other than the fact that I've picked up this book. Yeah. I, so I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on this, or if anything else has ever happened to you. Something similar like like happened
1: this. recently. Really? Yeah. So I was I was like. Tell me more, tell me more. I mean it had been a couple I mean it was a mixture of things, right? It was like mm-hmm. I had I had been I had been, you know, staying up later to get stuff done after Phoebe and Leo mm-hmm. go to, went to bed and I was like not going to bed with them, like at the same time as them. Cause they were going to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and I was like, I'm a grown up. I don't go to bed that early. Yeah. And I I was just like at one one day I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm trying to go to bed at the same time as them. And so I sat down and Phoebe and Leo mm-hmm. did their nighttime routine. And I read, a, like, just a chapter. It's really short, chapter of Don Quixote. Oh. And it was so great to just get into a story outside of my head. It just, like, cleared my head. And hmm. I just, like, I, I was not thinking about the stuff I had to do the next day. I was not, you know, turning my brain off and watching a YouTube video. Mm. I was just reading and yes. it was very pleasant and it wasn't like change my freaking life it was like it was just no, it was just no. you know slowly reading for the purpose mm-hmm. for only for the purpose of, of enjoying enjoyment it. not not yeah. like i'm gonna get through this in 30 days you know
2: and i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna learn something mm-hmm. and then i'll be able to do a podcast about it
1: it was just nice it was pleasant and i've been thinking about this a lot the past couple of days because a- after that i like Obviously, I went to bed at seven thirty, so I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning.
2: That's crazy. Um, got, if I go to bed at seven thirty, I'm like sleeping until nine. Really? I'm just like my body's like, oh, you get ten hours. That means you're getting twelve. You know? <laughs> That's funny. My body's crazy.
1: Um, anyway, I woke up at five o'clock, and uh, this this morning, you. this morning, I woke up at five o'clock before my alarm. Oh, my body woke me up before five o'clock. Nice. That was cool.
2: You're living like a farmer. Yeah,
1: man. I was like, I'm like, so excited. I was like, it was so nice. And like I got up in a parade and I, I was like listening to, you know, Cal Newport podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, getting... And, and and I was feeling productive, you know. Yeah. Um, and he said something that, that, I've, that I've kind of been stepping back and thinking about, right? It's like, there's this concept that he has called the deep life. And it's really easy to reduce that kind of thing to, I'm going to go live on a farm with no computer and I'm in a farm. And someone wrote into his podcast and was like, Hey, I started living my, you know, my dream of, of just gardening full time. And I hate it. Whoa. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, that, that, that's not the point of the deep life. Follow your passion is not the point of the deep life. In fact, he wrote a whole book about follow your passion is dumb. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you don't enjoy the thing, you shouldn't center your life around it. The deep life is like taking stock of what things you do in your life and expanding the ones that en- you enjoy and eliminating the things that you don't in order to in order to figure out what things you enjoy and what things you don't. Like what things are just difficult but good mm. and what things are difficult and useless. And you, mm. you have to go through a long process of discernment and you have to make sure that you're fulfilling your obligations before you do this. Like You can't just... You can't just be like in an emotional upset, like quit your job and and move out to the country to like you know write French poetry, read French poetry, and paint landscapes. You can't you can't do that hmm. because you're it, it's you're not that's not that's not sustainable. It's not the way human habits work. You can't just upheave them. Right it has to it has to come from a rooted place of of you know this is what I I legitimately enjoy doing. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy you know consuming this kind of content and having these kinds of conversations with these people. Um, You know, and and that takes a lot of introspection. And I think, I do think fiction reading though, is a really great way to do that, to kind of start that process of introspection because it allows your brain to stop trying to pretend to be a machine and just Mm. space a little bit and yeah. work maybe i was in the too background.
2: big of a machine
1: work in the background our, mm. our brains don't do this when we're watching tv because it's like oh this is really important it's flashing colors in people's faces i gotta pay attention And it's moving, yeah, it's yeah, moving. Yeah. i gotta pay attention but when you're reading a book on the page you can like you read slowly and not not audiobooks because you can't do this with audiobooks audiobooks are fake audiobooks are real books but you just you have to pay attention because they're going at a consistent <laughs> speed with yes. books, you can like, you're, you're going at a, a steady pace and you're scanning, and you know, your brain is like operating in the background while you do this. And that's the kind of like, your, your brain needs that time. It'll, 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 it'll figure out things, you know, without, without you. Like, I, I had a big breakthrough today on a paper just because I was like playing with Leo. <gasps> you know, it was great. It anyway. Sounds like
2: to me that you coerced your child to write your paper for you.
1: I did. I was like, Leo, what, what do you, what do you, uh, What do you know about the complementarity of men and women, Leo?
2: I do think there is a weird—like when you invite Catholics, especially young Catholic men, to live a deep life, a life of intellectual leisure, there is a jump from that—from like kind of the life of amusement that we're used to living, the life of TV, video games, whatever, to, oh, well, Joseph Pieper says that leisure does take effort and energy— and, like, work. So like my side of-
1: hustle is leisure.
2: Well, so my side hustle is leisure. And, like, when it's, like, I can't do anything that I enjoy because that that's not work. So I have to, like, put energy into reading poetry or learning theology or philosophy mm-hmm. or uh, or whatever, you know? And I think people get, people like me, get really tired and really stressed out. And it's, like, no, the things that, like, when you actually take a break for its own sake like i'm gonna read this book because i like this book (laughs) and not i'm gonna i'm gonna read this book because i need to take a break from my work or this is the time that i have allotted in my week for book reading but it's like it's kind of almost maybe this is wrong this is right but like when you're kind of taking the book with you into the bathroom and you're kind of like sneaking a couple pages you know when you should be doing something else that's like kind of a sign that you're in the right spot you know because there's like something that you really like that you want to do but it's not um it's not the same as like doom scrolling you know yes and this is it's like you know great example you, yeah, yeah, yeah i was
1: reading and then there were none by agatha christie which used to have yes. a very offensive title it did um, it, it
2: used to be isn't it used to be like ten, ten 10 little uh Indians,
1: yeah. So that was the less offensive title they went with. Yeah, it used to be even that. worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: We have that book. Emma read it. She liked it.
1: It was good. I loved it. I didn't see the ending. I, didn't I haven't see read it, it. Don't spoil. it Never going to spoil it. But I, I, uh, I, Thanks. I wanted. I was, I was close to the end. I wanted to finish it. So I, like, I read the book and I stayed up a little bit later than I was planning on. I stayed up until nine thirty. <gasps> but then the book was done. Yeah, and so I went to bed. (laughs) Yes, and it wasn't doom scrolling because the book was done. It completed. It finished.
2: That's the other nice thing about books; they got chapters. Yeah, man. Just
1: easy demarcators
2: of like you should really stop.
1: Could you? Could you imagine if Twitter did that? Chapters. If they had chapters, yeah. Like, hey, you reached the end of you reached the end of your scrolling. You actually can't scroll anymore.
2: You can't scroll anymore. Like you've read.
1: You've read the amount of tweets you're allowed to read today. Wow. They could do that. I I would pay for that.
2: Actually. I would pay four dollars a month
1: give me my attention back. (laughs) Yes, like I'll pay. I'll pay you the ads that I would have gotten.
2: (laughs) I bet you it's it's only a couple years before they figure out that that's a way to monetize it. Well, because people still want the app, but if there's a way that they can use it in the way that they want to instead of the way that Twitter wants them to use it, then that's monetizable. You don't have to. I
1: do think Twitter is starting to get that with the latest tweets thing and the fact that you can you can make lists and you can customize. You can make a customized home screen. Like yeah. you you can use you can you can use lists on the Twitter app and make a customized home screen. Now that doesn't change the fact that the entirety of Twitter is still available to you. Um, mm-hmm. and it takes it still it still takes um, Yeah, I'm less I'm less anti Twitter than I used to be. But Yeah,
2: same. I just wonder if there's more you need to know yourself, but I just wonder if we don't put enough emphasis because we're so anti the world. We have to be opposite to the world and everything because we're Catholics and it's like the world offers you this, but the church offers you this. What if it's like the world offers you this? It's kind of cool. You know, <laughs> this is good, man. You should do it. Well, I mean, you know, like, there, like, are,
1: there are a good thing. Everything that is good belongs to Christ.
2: Exactly. I feel like we don't emphasize that enough.
1: Mm.
2: I feel like there's, there's so much, there's so many, it's like, um, like if you don't know enough, you kind of get outcast especially if your the majority of your community is online if you haven't read the tolkien stuff if you haven't read the the church documents stuff if you are, if you're not up to date on all the intellectual things then it, you can feel like you're outcast whereas if you spend your time doing things that you enjoy that nobody online cares about then it's like well what are you doing you know why are you wasting your time even not online maybe just just in your social group the things that you enjoy are not being socially reinforced for whatever reason. I I feel like we don't give people enough leeway to like be human, you know, I think human, be more human. And even like the TV thing is, is challenging, but it's hard. I just talked about this on the crunch lunch on discord yesterday. I feel like watching college football and enjoying a college football game is not bad.
1: I think that's fair.
2: I think it's a, I think you're allowed to enjoy a sport and I think you're allowed to watch it. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be like this is a means to get my friends together, this is a means to do this, this is a means to do that. It's like I just like the game. I like watching my team win and I don't like watching them lose. I think that's okay. Uh I feel like somewhat alone in that opinion, not with you, but just in general.
1: I agree with everything you say all the time. Thanks, buddy. That's what I pay you for. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of getting paid, let's uh, thank take a minute Whoa. to thank some of our sponsors. Uh, that's what
2: I like to hear. It's the money, <laughs> money, 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 do you have money. Any, money. Do you have ah. any other thoughts about that? No, no, no. Did you? Nope. Cool.
1: Yeah, I, I like I like reading. Everyone should read more.
2: But also, book is not solution to problem.
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Christ is solution to problem. But even then, he's not solution to problem. He just wants to be with you in problem. Yes. And so uh, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're experiencing, there's no – there's probably not a f- – f- f- like the, the book was not the reason that I started feeling more like myself. I started feeling more like myself because I started acting more like myself. It wasn't like a strategy. It was just like I'm the kind of person that enjoys reading books for fun. Yes. So I'm going to read this book. And then I was like, oh, whoa, I feel like Ethan more. And that's kind of an intangible thing it's not like a seven day strategy to reclaim your whatever it's just being a guy
1: mm-hmm.
2: you should try this just try being a guy
1: or a gal speaking, that's of, it. speaking of good guys and gals
2: tell me about the good guys and good gals on patreon.com the crunch
1: so we please. got a few people on patreon.com the crunch if of guys. you don't if you don't support us on patreon.com the crunch we're gonna I I listen
2: Aye, he's saying you've
1: been, you've been, you've been freeloaded on the pod long (laughs) enough, buddy. You consuming our content for free. It's time. Like a barnacle attached to the
2: hull of an ironclad from the civil war. (laughs) It's time for you to
1: pony up, Betty. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's time for you to pony up. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh,
2: me too. So. You obviously can listen to our podcast for free for as long as you want because we're always going to have it out for free. Always, I'm never going to charge anybody money to listen to this podcast. Yeah, ever that would be ridiculous. Unless we sell tickets to a live show, but that's different.
1: It's different, that is different. Um, I can't believe you titled you, the first line of our last episode description. We're entering our toilet era. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were. We did do a lot of. We We talked, did a lot, of, d- toilet d- did a lot stuff. of toilet stuff last week.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, Uh, so we uh, have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thecrunch. We have a really great group of patrons. If you want to be a part of that really great group, you can join us by going to patreon.com slash thecrunch. And if you join for five bucks a month or more, you get access to our top of the line Patreon uh, special Patreon chat. That's not all. You also get access to the live crunch lunch every week with Ethan. And then if you give us $10 a month or more, you get the, you get access to the bonus video podcast that comes out every Friday and you get access to another super secret crunch discord, uh, chat that for the complete breakfast patrons where you can discuss that video. So you can get access to for $10 a month. You get four, uh, bonus video podcasts and four crunch lunches on top of the four podcasts you already get. That is $12. Hours of stuff so if you, that, if, you think, if you think that if you think if you think that you uh, think that an hour of crunch content is worth a buck
2: less than a dollar less
1: than a dollar ten bucks a month that's all you got um, Boom. that's less than a cup of coffee baby wahoo so thank you to our new patrons uh Katie you uh, she joined uh, on October sixth and uh, Christina she edited her p- pledge from five bucks a month to ten, and then another uh, another Ethan joined the crew at ten dollars a month. If Let's you, go! If you uh, if you're hearing this on Sunday, if you give us, uh, if you if you donate before Wednesday, <laughs> you'll get your name read next week. So it's a quick nice. turnaround. It is a quick turnaround. It's a really but quick
2: that's turnaround. what
1: you need. If you can't support us on Patreon, we totally understand. Um, there is a free way to support us on. Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five star review, it does help. It um it really does help. It helps us go up in the charts, it helps people find us.
2: Something if you've if you're thinking like, man, I've I'm already a patron or I've already left a review and you're thinking like what else can I do? Or maybe you're like, I don't want to do either of those two things. What you could do is you could go on to other popular podcasts and say, like, is this a ripoff of the crunch? <laughs> two stars. This reminds me a lot of the crunch three stars. Oh my
1: gosh. That would be seems so like, mean.
2: Seems like they're just trying to crib the crunch. Four stars.
1: Go on just, go on, Joe Rogan's podcast
2: and post well, no, that. No, not Joe Rogan. I was thinking Catching Fox is almost exclusively... Do that. If we had a bunch of people go and That'd review catching hilarious. foxes and say, "Are please these guys review, based on the crunch?" Please don't
1: review bomb them with two star reviews. No, though. don't that give them. No, don't so give them
2: two star reviews. That would be rude. Give it. If you do that, do a five star. Go on.
1: Go on New York Times the Daily and be like two stars. Rip off of sure. the crunch. That's really if they're
2: funny. if they're not Catholic, you can do whatever you want. I'm I'm actually sanctioning <laughs> violence by our group towards other groups. I'm I am advocating for hate speech right now. We're
1: getting deplatformed in <laughs> real time currently. <laughs>
2: I think I. What's the big deal of rallying a group of like-minded supporters and encouraging them to go commit acts of violence against groups that disagree with you?
1: I don't see what the I problem. I don't see what the big is. problem is, man. People are so sensitive today. I these know days. Woke these days the woke
2: liberals, that snowflakes out there. Well, now
1: it's time for uh, us doing the thing that we uh, that I hate, which is putting the best part of the show at the end. Uh, it's time yes. to get the Doctor Ethan's dating corner. Oh, I just, I know it hurts. So Sorry,
2: all, not, I, 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 I... all right you came to the right place you ding dong <laughs> it's called communication baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to Dr. Ethan Zadikor, the part of the show where we bring your poor, sad, single problems to the good doctor, Ethan. Yes. Uh, Ethan, this one mm. comes from an anonymous female. They all are. A friend of mine <laughs> would like anyone's advice on a boy's situation right. she's got. Here's what she sent me. Hello, I currently have a question. This is an anonymous oh, person hi. posting it for an anonymous person. I'm currently in college, and I started liking this guy in my year last semester. We hung out every Wednesday while preparing for a community event. It was really great. Mm. Eventually, I decided to tell him that, quote, I would be open to going on a date with him. He, she did the question. Nice. He told me he'd think about it. After three, oh. long and dread, three long and dreadful weeks, he finally told me, I think you're a really great person. I value our friendship. Oof. And you inspire Dang. me, and I feel like I've learned a lot from you. So, if I'm going to ask you on a date, I'll let you know.
2: Oh, brother. What the heck does this mean? Super
1: confusing, but I decided to work on getting over him this past summer. Everything was great until I got back to campus, and I saw him again this semester. We're in the same friend group, and we've been chatting more often. My friends tell me he's concerned about where I am. Wait, my friends tell me he's concerned about where I am if I don't show up to things. So he's, like, asking about her.
2: Ah, yes.
1: He also always tries to sit next to me when we hang out in our friend group. A few weeks ago, my group of friends— He also put his
2: mouth on my mouth, and I don't really (laughs) understand what that means.
1: I don't really know what to think. I've been trying to get over him. Oh wait, sorry. On our way back oh, okay, a few weeks ago. This is a story. A few Just weeks one ago. One line at a time. Yeah, sorry. A few <laughs> weeks ago, my group of friends went on an outing. On our way back from said outing, he teased me and blocked my way to the car door Whoa. before opening it for me.
2: Sounds like he's a problematic man.
1: Problematic male. He
2: doesn't think that you can open the door on your own.
1: On our way back, he said or for our way back, he teased me, blocked my way. I don't really know what to think. I've been trying to get over him, but even my roommate thinks he likes me and just takes three years. says he, quote, takes three years to discern everything. What's <laughs> dumb. What do all of you think? What should I do? This is on the Discord. bitly uh, yes. What do you think, Dr. Ethan? What should I do? Adding to this, we talk about masculinity, femininity, and TOB a lot. It is relevant mm. to our majors, which is why we talk about it, but I wonder if it is unwise to continue to do so if he doesn't start actively pursuing me. Thanks. Don't talk he- about these things with the opposite sex.
2: You think these are Franciscan students?
1: Um, might be.
2: Sounds very like high school or in college type deal, which makes me think that it's a
1: Franciscan. Ooh, burn but true. <laughs> to everyone who found those business cards on campus, I'm sorry that you turned into this episode just to get roasted.
2: I don't know um, what you're saying that I'm antagonistic with people. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, t- I think you have to re-up your previous thing.
1: Really? I think it's...
2: Well, kind of. I think you just need to be, much like how we are invited by the Lord, to be honest in prayer. You need to be honest with this guy about how he's being kind of a confusing jerk. You need to come to him and say, okay, here's the facts as I understand them, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) A year ago, I said I would be open to you asking me out on a date. You said... I really value our friendship, and if I want to ask you out on a date, I'll let you know. Whatever
1: that means.
2: Six months go by. We're hanging out. It feels like to me that you're flirting with me, and you have said nothing. (laughs) I don't know where you're at, but I need you to nut up or shut up, brother. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something. Well, maybe something not that. To that effect. <laughs> something to that effect. Maybe not that aggressive, but be like, okay, I said this, and then you said this, I and love, now you're doing this. I love the and idea I'm that you're, you're
1: counseling this college girl to go up to a college man and tell him to nut up or shut up. I think that's the right that's advice. Never going to happen. <laughs>
2: Most college men need to be told to nut up or shut up.
1: Yes, by other men. They don't. They, they they would they would be emotionally destroyed if a girl they like said that to them.
2: Which might be why they need a girl they like to say it to that's, them. Maybe. I that happened to me once. it did destroy me
1: exactly (laughs) not
2: exactly but she was she was a well-formed strong woman who was just like are you what are we doing here what are you doing are you just messing with me and i was like "Uh, i don't know and she's like fine stop it if you're not gonna date me and i was like "Uh, okay and then our friendship was fine because she just like said it you know yeah makes sense Uh, it it does make a lot of sense but i think you just gotta click it i think kind of rehashing the facts be like hey can i talk to you for a second let me just make sure I understand this. Does any of this seem confusing to you or do you feel like ask questions you already know the answer to? This is a good sales technique
1: and <laughs> a good lawyer. Tactic. Like,
2: <laughs> it's a good lawyer tactic as well. Be like, so based on kind of how you've acted towards me, do you think it, it makes any sense that you haven't asked me out? And then see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like to me, it's not a huge priority for you to ask me out right now. Is that right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this grad, this ascendant version of the question where it's just back to manipulation, just aggressive back, yes. manipulation instead yeah. of passive manipulation.
2: Yeah, it's uh, so. Let me just let me understand. Let's dig into this a little bit because I'm, I'm actually pretty this. curious. Let's unpack this together, and, and I just want to understand your decision making process and kind of your acquisition strategy.
1: And but then you like, just grab him by the shoulders and go, "What is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> you you have to firmly." But sincerely, strike him across the face. And if you do that, he'll be like, What was that for? And then you'll be like, For messing with my hat. And then you storm out <laughs> into the rain. It has to be raining. And then if he follows you, you guys are good. But You're if he, does it, you know he doesn't, you know it's done. He
1: doesn't want to get wet. Um, yeah. If yeah. you live in a place with no
2: rain, I have no advice
1: I have no for advice. you. I think, man, what do you I think, know Patrick? this guy. Like, I know this type of guy. Yeah, and I know he didn't mean it that way when he said "I'll let you know," but what he probably Pardon was like, me. what he probably meant was like yeah. "I'll let you know," like "I'll I'll let you know," like like reassuringly, like kind of like yeah. soft boy reassuring. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand, man. Play this for mm-hmm. him, man. You gotta understand how that sounds, though. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta understand, like oh, you're on my time. Sorry, like I'll let you're yeah. on you're on my time. I'll- I'll get back to you like like he's so sure that she's going to be single yeah. when, he, you know, it's like, oh, so maybe he's a
2: jerk. Maybe he's an a-hole. Maybe he sucks. Maybe he sucks. I haven't even considered this angle. Wow. This guy could just be like a I'll just whenever I'm ready, whenever I'm through, when I feel like I'm especially if he's a Franciscan, he's probably like once I'm done with my porn addiction, then I'll start dating. Oh, my gosh! You know? That's probably what it is. It's
1: right, probably, no more roasting, like, Franciscan. They listen. I'm now. just
2: saying. <laughs> probably it's like there's probably something where he feels like I'm not good enough to date, so I just need to stay flirty friends yeah, with this maybe person. That's the case. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but anyway, I think uh, just be honest with him. You don't have to strike him across the face, um, but re-upping this and being like, "Dog, you got to stop flirting with me." Uh, that's that's a pretty hard one. When women have told me in the past, like Ethan, I need you to stop flirting with me if you're not going to ask me out. It's always like a good check of like, oh wow, yeah, I have been kind of doing this because it feels good for me.
1: Yeah, it's super not cool,
2: and it and it's not because I actually care about this other person. It's just because I like
1: the feeling. I like yeah
2: the feeling of it. Yeah. yeah. So worst case, you correct the behavior. Friendship maybe is a little weird, but it eventually evens out. Best case. He realizes that he needs to ask you out and you guys start dating. So uh
1: And then you play in this either- podcast of the wedding live in front of his entire family and all of his in-laws.
2: Yes. And hey everybody, how about that best man speech, huh? Come on, hey, raise your glasses to
1: that up. one. Hey, give it up for that
2: guy. <laughs> all right. Uh thank you for podcasts. Of course. Uh bit.ly slash crunch discord for the greatest Catholic community online. Patreon.com slash the crunch for the greatest Patreon online twitter.com forward slash Ethan underscore crunch for the greatest Twitter account online and twitch.tv slash the crunch cast for the greatest twitch stream online. Man, we really got you we really got, got the egot
1: there, huh?
2: Oh yeah, e-got. What Ethan's got talent. Talent. <laughs> Ethan's got. E got. got. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
1: EGot stands for electronic got. <laughs>
2: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week.